0: podcast of the world-famous Comedy Cellar coming at you on Sirius XM 99 Raw Dog and wherever podcasts are available. Dan Natterman here, along with Noam Dwarman, owner of the world-famous ever-expanding Comedy Cellar, uh, along with his wife, Juanita Dwarman. Hello, Juanita.
1: Hi, thank for She's the first me. time
0: she's been on the show in person. I think we've had her on... You've never been on the show before? Well, I, in person. I I L- Lucy's never been on no, the show? No,
1: I think I was here once before.
0: Maybe so. Perrielle's not here. I'm not sure where she is, but uh, she's not here. We have a, a marriage counselor coming a little bit later to discuss uh, Noam and Juanita's well, as marriage. As we started
2: the show, Dan was making me an offer to buy us out, uh, like, like well, Mo-, Noam, Mo Green. No, no, Don't buy
0: me out, I buy you out. Noam there. was complaining about all the emails he's getting, and he said, leave me alone, world, and I said, are these business emails? And he said, yes, and I said, well, sell the comedy seller, and you won't have any more business emails. So he said, "Make me an offer." So I don't have any money to offer, but hypothetically, I offered you fifteen million.
2: Fifteen? Juanita, you want to take it for fifteen million? Well, but what, no. Uh,
0: but what does that mean? Um, fifteen million. Well, plus the uh, you mean does it mean the real estate or just the? Yeah, you exactly. can still own the real estate. Awesome ah, but if you want me to buy out the real estate, I'll pay you fair market value for the real estate that you own that's associated with the comedy seller. So, I guess that would be. Seven million for the McDonalds, and oh, (laughs) that was in the New York Post, so it's not right. Seven point three, and and whatever this building is worth. Well, why plus fifteen million on top? Why would you think that the McDonalds is still worth seven point three? I why why how do you know it hasn't appreciated? Well, I don't know. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, whatever the fair market value is is is, as determined by whoever determines these things. It's worth whatever someone will pay. Plus. Okay, well, but you can get it appraised. Okay, 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 fair enough. So, so plus fifteen million for just for the business, the comedy seller business. You can stay on for six months to teach me how to do it.
1: It is not enough.
0: So let me see. So that's you're talking about like twenty-two, maybe, maybe plus maybe thirty
2: million dollars, and then. Why don't you probably take half plus child support? <laughs> that's or,
1: or, or. why it's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> after taxes, not after <laughs> they take all of the money from you, it's not enough.
2: But you dangle that kind of money in front of her. that says She's going to go. Her and Jamal will be gone somewhere in the, in the South why Pacific. Why do you always so, say Jamal? I, I don't say- know. That's, that's how I, that's I picture. Well, Fig- I mean, figure, I think- figure after after 30 years of a, of a white guy, you're, you're going black. That's what I assume.
1: I'm well, going we can for talk about that with every guy, every color. We'll or certainly the talk rainbow. about that with
0: the with the marriage counselor whether Juanita should, you know, there's something missing from her life because she's getting a small white penis, but <laughs> <laughs> um are you taking the offer or no? No. Uh, no, no, no. How about how about the real estate plus 30 million? No, the thing is uh I need I
2: need some like
1: that maybe. No, look. No.
2: <laughs> on the one hand, as our friend told us recently, you know, a lot of a lot of people are reluctant to leave. We should ask this. We should ask Orna about this. We, a lot of people are reluctant to leave their kids with advantages because it's not good for them in a certain way.
1: Oh yeah, someone just
2: said that to us. Uh, like Warren Buffett wants to, leave, you know, leave small amounts of money to his kids, <clears throat> and I get that. On the other hand, being your own boss, it's a very very nice lifestyle. And would I want to foreclose that option to one of my kids? Should they want that? You know, like I took it and I and I put my own stamp on things. I grew it. I, I did stuff with it. I shaped it. So it's not like it's not limiting them. They they can they can take it and run with it, or they can take it and and fuck it up, which is usually the way. Usually, what happens when no, kids take over?
1: Your scenario is very different than our kids' scenario. Okay.
2: Our kids are gonna fuck it up.
1: Yeah, you built a business <laughs> from scratch, like you, yeah. No, I
2: built a few businesses. So, from scratch, so
1: now right? you're giving them something that's already top oh, well, I, I didn't build the
0: comedy store from scratch. No, you but impro- you, you you
1: improved you, it. You,
0: you, As you, to whether it could be further improved, I you you've know you, improved it. You, you, it's arguable. You've maxed it out. Given you know, oh, there's always other things can be done with it with a name. You can you can go into the movies. Right, you can yeah. go into management.
2: Yeah. You can go. You can write. You, you can do all kinds of stuff with a right, right. with a brand like that. You can you can. Uh,
0: um, right, okay. License it out, you know. Franchise right. franchise it. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, so so you that's a consideration is is leaving it to the kids is a big consideration for you. Yeah, yeah. Or
1: they can sell it to you, Dan.
0: <laughs> well, if I have you know, if I if I had the kind of money to buy it, I wouldn't I wouldn't because I'd have that kind of money. <clears throat> um If you own the comedy cellar, would you like MC the shows every night and if you bequeath me the comedy cellar, um uh, no, I wouldn't MC. I don't like MC. What's his name? I'll, I'll... I I would work here, but I don't like MC. I never liked MC. I did it like about ten years ago. I wanted some extra money, so I asked Estee to MC if I could MC. And very quickly, like as soon as I didn't need it anymore, I'm like, nah, I, so, please, no, I s- no more of this shit. So I that, hate it.
2: that guy who I liked very much, but he's ghosted me since, and he disappeared. James Altucher. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He moved to Florida. He moved to Florida doesn't mean he can't answer his email. Yeah. Uh, he had bought uh, stand up New York. He bought a in, yeah part of it, an and, and it. he was performing there regularly. Well, well, that's why he bought it to the chagrin of a lot of the comics. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like doing
1: a set or like like doing his own show.
2: Uh, I don't know what like, he, was he was he headlining and, and Carrie Hoffman yeah. on stand up New also
0: on stand up New York. Yeah, he was he was he was emceeing. Oh, was he? Oh, For, really? for a while, yeah. Uh, that must have been earlier on. And Rodney Dangerfield, of course. Well, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be the if I owned the comedy cellar. I I would just do sets, you know, and um, I'd probably sell the comedy cellar if I owned the. If you if you bequeathed me the comedy cellar, the first thing I would probably do is unload it. Now, let me ask a question. Let's say I decided, you know what, I'm I'm funny. I'm gonna start emceeing a. Sh- I'm gonna start
2: MCing some shows at the cellar. <laughs> what, what would the ripple be through the like they.
0: I mean, they, there would be a hue and a cry. The, uh, the it was, comedians, the comedians, would just was, abuse me.
1: Oh my God! Yeah, I mean,
0: I suppose if you actually <laughs> stepped up to the plate and and, and 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 were killing, they would have nothing to say about it. I mean, some might be so infuriated that a non-comedian all of a sudden was good at it that that they would hate you even more. Bingo! Yeah. Because yeah.
2: because when John Mayer used to come down, the comedians were fit to be tied. And the truth was,
0: he was I, very uh, good. But I wasn't getting this some of them were were upset and others were thought okay i mean my my take on it is whether he's good or he's not good the audience is happy to see him and that's, that was that was my that take that, that first
2: of all that, that annoys comedians too like chris tucker came down there's a yeah. famous story where chris tucker came down and he wasn't doing well and james smith threw a hissy fit mm-hmm. and i said james and it's time this is during rush hour i said right. i said i'm not going to tell the biggest co- comic movie star in the world he that he
0: can't do a set he goes I'll tell him
3: <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: you know
2: my so comedians don't respond to
0: that. My, my feeling is, is that if it's good for the comedy seller it's indirectly good for me, albeit you know not as good as it is for you but uh, I don't mind when, e- even even if even if John Mayer sucked, the audience wants to see John Mayer for five ten minutes. Sure. It, but, it, but but the important point is that he he didn't suck. He was actually quite good. Good, yeah. And the comedians couldn't bear to admit it. Right. Well, maybe, just they, like, could, just maybe like- they could. And I think you exaggerate the extent to which comedians are petty. I'm petty. It's not petty. But, but you know, I, I, I talk to comedians, and I'm not hearing the kind of pettiness, as I described it, that you're describing. No, um, if there's you... killing, most comedians will acknowledge somebody that's killing. <laughs> I said in an interview that
2: the comedians don't like to laugh when civilians tell jokes, but maybe maybe it's just because I'm not funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, or you're not their, their style. Yeah. Can, can we quickly, before we... No, I, to be fair, I, 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 I was making a joke, but I've been there at the table when somebody was sitting there, whoever it might be, mm-hmm. who said something funny, and I would laugh heartily because it was funny. And, and and I have confidence that if I laughed hardly, it was funny. And and you'd see w- maybe one comedian, whoever it was, like a good nature comedian, would laugh along. But there would always be a few comedians who would keep a stiff upper lip because it bugged them.
0: Well, maybe, to laugh maybe, at the, maybe. And uh, then they,
2: and then they laugh, it, uh, like almost like that fake. You know, they pat their. Yeah. You know, that's that's something another comedian says. It also isn't even that funny.
0: Mm. Anyway, yeah. Um, I did want to talk briefly. We mentioned this uh, last week when we had Todd Barry on. You weren't here. I think you're celebrating your birthday. So, I, is that was uh, that correct, or that was two
2: weeks ago? It was, was it coming up? No, I just had it. i was 61. July 17th.
0: How's that hit you? Is it worse than 60? Uh, no, 60 was worse. 60 is uh, 60. I'm told is uh, is a. Colin described it as a surreal experience to turn 60. Colin Quinn. Yeah. Um, it's weird to be 60. Yeah. I feel I don't feel 60. Right, but you know it. You know that it's true. true. My wife reminds me of it. <laughs> I mean, fifty fifty was was for me was you know was it was a it was a biggie, but I think sixty is a, you know logarithmically, uh, it's like the Richter scale. You know, I mean, an eight is bad, nine is.
1: Gnome is so healthy.
0: The des- decibels are say things like back, you know. it's
1: ridiculous. But, but like he plays basketball with the kids, he's running around all the time, and that worries me. Sometimes I'm like, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. I can you're still 60.
0: have sex. No, he should you be exercising.
1: You still got it. He should be.
0: Any doctor will tell you, you, you should never just say, Well, I'm too old to do this and not right. do it. Right. Just do whatever you're capable of doing. I mean, if the doctor says you got, you know, your arteries are clogged or whatever, then that's I don't the know. Sometimes here. I'm
1: sitting in my yard I go, oh my God, that's my man up there. He's 60. He shouldn't be doing that. Well, see, is not and, what it used and to and, be. and
0: sometimes I see Juanita
2: in the yard, I'm like, oh my God, that's my wife. She's 51.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not
2: 51. I'll be 50. <laughs> 50. She's 49. I'll be 50. She's, she's, she's going to be 50 years old. I've I, I said before, I, my, my father, I don't think he ever slept with a woman over 40. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm not, not, not kidding. You've matured, even toward the end of his life. Even toward the end yeah. of his life, I don't know. I mean, Avi was under forty.
1: No, she was in her early forties when he passed.
0: Yeah, but I don't
2: know if he was so be... sleepy. <laughs> no, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess, I guess so. Yeah. Um, but it,
0: but it, you know, that wasn't his style. Uh, I did want to discuss briefly. We mentioned, as I said last week. I uh, mean, Av,
2: I mean, you know, f- f- fully. Fully mature
0: women. Well, should we talk about Montreal? Is that, Did anything interesting Montreal? happen? You went to the festival in Montreal. So if nothing interesting happened there, we'll talk about the Regal movie theater thing. If something is interesting about Montreal, then, you know. Well, uh, Montreal was interesting because we I saw a lot of mezzanines and we were
2: trying to build a mezzanine in a new club. Uh, I They went to four shows, I think. I, I went to three of them. Apparently, the three I went to bombed, and they saw one that was good. So, yeah. well, was your purpose to go there to scope talent,
0: or you, no, or just because you wanted I, to, I, go I, to go I, to
2: Montreal? I, I, none. Juanita wanted to go to Montreal.
0: Esty, I think. Esty um, wanted to go. And remember they, that they the like, IRS is listening, so if you plan on deducting this trip, you better come up with a business rationale.
1: Well, yeah. yes. It,
0: it is business. It just doesn't mean I wanted to do it. But
1: Esty well, wanted to
0: scope some new But components. we we all
2: we did we saw shows and scope talent and we saw apparently we saw some we people see. um
0: but uh, I would have preferred not to have done it. Well did the you ki- find kids had a great did, time. did you find people that you're gonna use here or in Vegas? A yes. few. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean people asked me why is why is Gnome in Montreal? And I said, Well, uh I don't know, but who, who asked you that? I-, I forgot. Somebody asked me. And I said, um, I said Trump uses that you know device as well. Well, no, I don't people remember people saying to me, you know. Uh, I remember saying to somebody, I don't know, but I know that Noam has this thing where he, if he doesn't use somebody that later becomes famous, he kicks him. He'll kick himself. He wants to know, um, you know, if he's if he's there's somebody he's not using. He asks that question all the time. Is there somebody it's I'm not worse, using? It's
2: worse than that. There's a few
0: people, not me. It was not me. There's a few people who've been
2: passed on, not passed, but passed over. You mean ignored, not used, not used. Not used, who became very big. And, and they don't come I, here as a result? And, I, and I, sometimes I have, like, sh-
0: shudders you know, in the middle of the night about it because it bothers well, me so much. You know, nobody bats a thousand, but do, do you think that— I don't know that. Do you think they're—are co- Not are they not coming here because they hold a grudge that you didn't use them at the time? Is that, does that seem to be a, a thing? Well,
2: I don't, I don't know how you want to put that. I, that could be the case— or could also. Simply, well, are these people
0: not coming here?
2: Yeah, they don't come here. It, it could be the case it, that they're holding a grudge, or it could simply be the case that they, they don't, don't live here. They don't. They don't have any uh, sentimental attachment here. So why would they? Mm-hmm. Why would they come here? Like, I know that like when um, Chappelle comes to town, he he likes to come here. I'm assuming because it reminds him right. of a happy. But, but, time. but objectively
0: you know? speaking, to work out new material, it's a good place to come for them because you always get a big audience. Yeah. You don't want to work out of jokes in front of five people, although. Although you can, if if they're listening and attentive and good, but um, also a bigger act, a name act, I don't think wants to go up in front of five people because it just looks doesn't look right. Yeah, like you're you're a major name to go up in front of five people. Kind of is, I think no, affects Nobody the brand. So so this is an objectively good people. place to work out material. So if somebody's not coming here, I think we can presume that. I mean, it might be just a little more than not having a sentimental Yeah, attachment. It could be so for instance, Nate Bergazzi. and he performed here from time to time, I think mm-hmm. anyway. But
2: um Steve Fabricant was always pushing mm-hmm. Nate Bergazi. Like I it. know you've mentioned it before, yeah. Mentioned Nate in, in, yeah. in this context. And um and I wasn't really um uh on top of things at that point. And um I don't know what went wrong with
3: that.
0: But clearly But he did he did so so you you, you just you saw him and you weren't blown away, or, or no? I didn't see didn't him. See him I, 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 somehow the decision was made. Uh,
2: not, not he was never like not performing here. Mm-hmm. Just he just wasn't. He was underutilized, and Steve was always saying you should be using more. You should be using him more. Now I don't know that anybody. I, nobody ever told me we shouldn't.
0: I don't know what was going on. Like that's that's the problem. I think sometimes. Well, he doesn't. Like, he lives in, in I think Nashville or something, so he's not even here so much. But anyway, he became huge, mm-hmm.
2: and we were not we were not using him. Um, or not using like we should have been, so I I don't know what happened with that. There there is some story also with Jim Gaffigan, uh, he he does come here from time to time, but something happened with Gaffigan years ago. I don't know, it's
0: before it was was when my father was still alive, so I don't even know. Um, so, uh, the, the comedy seller is doing a simulcast if that's the right word at the Regal movie theater chain, they're at 48 theaters. Forty-eight theaters there, on the along the East Coast, all, I think extending all the way west to Texas. August fifth, I think it is. August fifth, this this coming Saturday. Um, so there's going to be a show at, I guess, the Village Underground. I assume because that's the best place to film shit. Yeah. Uh, and it'll be simulcast again, if that's the word. Broadcast simulcast. Uh, at these theaters, so the people can go to the theater, get their popcorns, you know, get sit in the seat and and watch make out and watch. Stand up comedy on a movie screen. The stand up comedy on a movie screen. Like, I mean, I saw I saw Eddie Murphy raw on the movie screen, but it was Eddie Murphy. So the question is, is will this work? And is there no? I mean, ticket sales is, you know, are they are they robust? Or ticket sales are not bad actually. Yeah, ticket bad. sales are exceeding what what I thought. Yeah. But um,
2: I don't know how to judge it because, uh, as I said to Bill, the guy you know who's involved in this with me. In my whole life, I've never or been or, or accompanied anybody who purchased a ticket for a movie before the day of the movie. Mm-hmm. I just right. don't. It's
0: just. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, right. Per- precisely the case, yes. So I'm assuming. This is a little bit different, maybe, arguably, or maybe not. No, I don't think so. Yeah. I think that, it, like, the
2: opening of a Star Wars movie, mm-hmm. you might buy in advance because you know it's going to be sold out. Right. This is the kind of thing you, you decide at the last minute. You might even be. And then there's two ways to look at also. So this is um, an unusual period because we have two blockbuster movies out there the the Oppenheimer movie and the Barbie movie which just hasn't been any blockbuster right. movies in a long time. So the question is is that going to suck the the audience away from us? That seems most likely or will uh they people be sold out for these shows
0: so they're going buying a ticket for the seller cuz often you go see movies cuz everything else is sold out. And also, also it arguably I don't know maybe gets people into a movie going frame of mind it just puts it out there that it's still a thing to go to the movie theater. Oh, yeah. So we're having all okay. kinds of internal
2: political, um, like problems.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: The sound wasn't right at the at the at the um, test thing. I wanted a Dolby 5.1. They're having trouble getting that done for me. There was an article in Vulture magazine today, which uh, made it sound different than it was. It's, also, it's always shit. It's always
0: shit for these things. I should handle everything myself. Uh, assuming you want to, but no, I uh, don't want to. That's the problem. And, and Mint Comedy is involved as well. They, mm-hmm. they do their, they do the um, every week, I guess they do. Uh, so Mint Comedy was is
2: is the uh, company that was started initially by Mustafa, who was Chappelle's manager, and they've been doing. And there was as a partner, Arnold, is my friend, and they've been doing weekly shows streaming. So we brought them in uh, in order because they have a whole infrastructure for streaming now. So I brought them into this idea. Um, to, take, to care of, take care of the streaming end.
0: So whose idea was this initially?
2: This was Bill Grunfest's idea, oh, okay. who was you know, the guy who founded the Comedy Cellar. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I didn't have much faith in the idea at first until I saw the first test. The first test of the movies was fantastic. It just looks really good. It, it looked, looked good. It sounded good, everything. The last test I saw, was it yesterday, the day before yesterday? Yesterday. yesterday.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't so good, so we had to do it again on Thursday night to fix it again. Well, um, well, I mean, you're, so your sense—are you optimistic, pessimistic, or you, you're just we'll wait and see? I, I think Orna is here. I'm pessimistic. Okay, right. but you're—I you, I mean, that's sort of your nature, anyway. No. Yes, no? it is. No, it's not my nature. Okay. My my nature is not to be pessimistic. So you're optimistic about the McDonald's?
2: Yes, my nature is to be uh, realistic.
0: Mm-hmm. Which might be well. Periel always gives me shit because she accuses me of pessimism. No, you're you're because you're, you're depressive. But but
2: uh, <laughs> we'll we well, we'll ask Orna she,
1: We're not in the movie. Business, you know, so we don't really know what's going to happen.
0: Well, the big question is, and this question I can't answer is: is Are people going to want to watch stand up on screen? My only experience with it is having seen Eddie Murphy raw in nineteen whenever the fuck it was. But this 80- is different,
1: right? It's it's broadcast live, so you don't. Right, know this is live. Anything, happen. Could happen. Anything it's, it's, could can happen. Anything. This is
0: live, yeah. but it's not Eddie Murphy. So yeah.
4: Now, if you don't speak English, you can't hear that bit. If you, all you hear is shit, ass, shit, shit.
0: See, I got a lot of foreigners that come over. I got a lot of people from other countries that have seen my films that come over to the United States because in New York is like a tourist place and they get HBO and they catch Delirious and they can't speak English and try to do my act on the street and all they got is the curses. I got foreigners from all over the world walking up going,
3: Eddie Murphy! Fuck you! <laughs> fuck you, Andy! I know you! I see you on television! You're the fuck-man, right? I love it! Suck
4: my dick, huh? Oh, oh. Suck it, you black motherfucker!
3: I love it! Ta-da.
0: Oh, The a dog we got, what looks to be a, a, a Husky, I guess. A Siberian oh, Husky. Oh,
1: beautiful dog.
0: Gorgeous dog. Hello, Orna. Hi! Uh, I'll just give you a brief intro while you're settling in. Uh, now, now is, is that is an that authorized therapy dog?
2: That sounds like a racket to me. A therapist gets the... She's authorized get... good person. She's an
0: authorized everything. It's uh-huh. Dr. Orna Gorolnik, uh, the
2: world You have to get them
0: trained, you know. Uh, a friend of ours just went through that. Yeah. Clinical psychologist and psychoanalyst on the faculty at New York University. My fake alma mater. When I, On stage, when I talk about my alma mater, I say NYU, but it's not true. It's UPenn. Why? I say NYU because I think U Penn sounds arrogant.
1: Oh God, just be yourself.
0: Be myself. There's nothing in my act that's myself. It, it, it everything little, in my act is a fraud. It sounded a little <laughs> arrogant just now when you had to slip it in. I, I, I have to. I, say. I, I okay, okay. If you say so. Uh, although, um, yeah, NYU just sounds like you know a state school. It's not a state school. I know, but it sounds like one. I guess so does U Penn. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> She's featured on Showtime's documentary series. Now, if, if you went to Harvard, would you, would you think you, would, you, would, you wouldn't say Harvard? You know, That's I, I would. If people say, where would you go to school? I would say Harvard because it's even, a lot of people say, I went to school in Cambridge. That sounds even more ridiculous. Uh, you just come out and say Harvard. Harrison That's Greenbaum it, you know? shoehorns Harvard into every conversation. I wouldn't shoehorn it in, but if somebody asked me point blank, I would say Harvard. You know? Um, did you, where, where did you go to school, Lorna?
4: Many schools. Many schools. I spent half my life in
0: Okay. You,
2: you have to um, talk. talk, talk. Yeah. Well, anyway. have uh, your happy that. life in schools.
4: Yeah. But my last school was indeed NYU postdoc. Okay. NYU postdoctoral program in psychoanalysis. So ten years you know, there. Those were the last ten years.
2: Are you friends with Jonathan are you, are you? I, Haidt?
0: I, I,
4: who's? Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. <Yeah. laughs> uh, are you friends with
0: One Jonathan One at a time. Jonathan Haidt? No. no. When in doubt, answer Gnome's questions. No. No. Okay. <laughs> he's the he's the he's the no he's the boss. I said I detected a, a slight accent. Am I, am, I, am I incorrect in that? Israel. Oh, Israel. been
4: okay. um formative year in Israel, years.
0: Okay. Yeah. It's very slight. Did very you, subtle. Did you sur- serve in the military? Yes. Uh, we had we had on. We'd like to talk about the judicial override, if you don't mind. Let's do. No, no. Let's do. Well, we, no, no. We, we, Let's we, do. Oh yeah, i yeah, sure. Well, I. I mean, it's, we have enough to talk about here. Noam and Juanita are a married couple.
4: Climate and the judicial overall. I thought that's what we're here for.
2: Well, there is actually there is action an angle. So I will we'll, we'll let we'll let Dan start. But I I heard you. We were listening to you on the on the radio on a podcast on the way in, and you were talking about how politics uh, bears on people's. You didn't use the word problems. That's my layman's word. It it bears on a psychology on the things they react to, how they react to things, whatever it is. And I had written um, an email to somebody not long ago that underneath all this hullabaloo about the judicial override is a psychological dynamic of the people on one side who feel that they're constantly dismissed and looked down upon, treated like deplorables, kind of, you know, and the elites. And and this is kind of fueling a lot of this stuff, although everybody talks about it in intellectual terms. You have an aggrieved, resentful population and an elite population that doesn't want to say it out loud. But to some extent, look down on these people, and and won't and won't permit themselves to say it. So, you want to start with that? We can, well, you know, give, let, given what, that, what I, else is
4: there to talk I, about? I, I, go, I, 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 I think, brought my
2: wife here. I, you
4: know, I, she's
0: usually home washing dishes. I, I don't think that.
4: <laughs> okay, <laughs> we should talk about that too. Yeah. I don't think well, she he, likes
0: it. She says, uh-huh. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that the average listener would be quite as interested in okay, Israeli okay. politics as they are in in, in marital advice. Okay, so. so but it
4: is kind of it's it's there is some parallel thinking.
0: Uh, perhaps so but but why don't well, we uh, focus on Well go ahead say what but you want to say. Just say this yes, is a
4: of I yes, of course. I can't Say the bait. But um it is also a mindset that is then inducted into people which is to think that way, to think into like elite versus deplorables. It's a particular kind of mindset yep. that the same people let's say in a different marital situation would think differently.
2: I, I agree with you. But it is so, it is a mindset, but it's a, it's a it's the political mindset of much of the Western world right now. It's
0: not right.
4: It,
2: right. it, it touches on Brexit. It touches on a lot of which things.
4: Which brings us to climate. Yes. Yeah.
0: Well, it's funny you should mention climate. Just uh, we don't have to discuss it. But I, I you know, I, I went head to head with Dave Smith, who's a comic. He calls himself libertarian. I'm not exactly sure what that means because yeah. it seems to mean different things to different people. But uh, but I got in. <laughs> he quote tweeted me. I I, I, oh, I no. which is a which is a nasty move because yeah. that sick all this? his followers on me. Yeah. And I'm. I, 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 I Is that, Were you saying climate I, change was a hoax or something? No, I said it was. I said it was real, and his people think it's a hoax. Ah, ah. And so I got, uh, you know, I got a lot of people coming at me. But we can, if if you wish to discuss that after we get through with you and Juanita, oh. Uh, oh we gosh. can do so. We're but, in
1: desperate need of therapy here.
0: Well, I mean, that's why she's here. You know, I thought.
1: <laughs>
3: okay. So,
0: okay, so it, it, you, you have some questions you want
2: to start with? Because I, I, I excerpted some stuff from that I've read of hers that, that I wanted her to.
3: No,
0: I think we should talk about. Mar- you know, marital uh, bliss, and is it achievable? Well, my, my wife and I have been together for on and
2: off for how many years?
1: 29 years.
2: 29 years. And um, we we met. Uh, she was a waitress here. Here. Here, and I was, was and the, I was the owner. Story, yeah. I was 30. She was 19. Is that right? Yeah. And I harassed her mercilessly. Um, and uh, chased her around. She was pregnant, uh, and but I, I won her heart, and and we were married. And I would say, although we fight, you know, she, we don't fight. You know, she's she's volatile, and she puts me down a lot, and she's <laughs> impatient. And uh, so, but, but but as as married, I think we have we've had a happy thirty years, right, for the most part.
1: What? <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: well, tell her. Have we not had a happy thirty years? No, we're still together.
1: We're still together. Yes. Do You want to leave me? No, I don't. That's for the children at this point.
2: How how come you don't want to leave me?
1: Because I love you.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: But we've had a lot of bad times too.
0: Well, yeah, we had some bad times. You you chased her down. You're saying because there's a school of thought that says you know Morgan Freeman uh, once said uh, don't chase women, let them chase you. But (laughs) but you chased her and it worked subtly. Then then she chased me back.
2: Okay. I guess. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Not really. So,
2: but is, is would you like to tell me? Yeah, tell her. Go ahead.
1: Well, a, a lot of that is true, but I think that everyone everyone's story is different. This is his story. This is how he sees our relationship, right? I don't see it like that.
2: You want to start with our our previous couples therapy?
1: <laughs> yeah, we've been in therapy before. We've had a lot of issues
2: before we married. went We went to couples
1: therapy. You know, therapy. I, I'm a before mo- married. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think he when because we, you because you were already
4: in a pattern, or because you were afraid.
2: She dragged me into it. Why do we why why did we go to couples therapy? I think
1: that was already after like maybe almost seven years of dating. I was like maybe oh, so we So you didn't... were already in a pattern. Yeah, we were in a pattern. Look, we dated two and a half years and I thought everything was great. And then one day he called me up and said, I don't do you remember this? No. Do you want to talk about it? No.
2: <laughs> you can you can.
1: <laughs> so you know, he's old he's eleven years older than me. So we were dating like two and a half years, and th- this is the first guy that's ever broken up with me. By the way, I don't even know if Noam knows this.
2: Yeah, you've, t- you've told me like twenty
1: times. Okay. So he like calls me up and says on the phone, this is how immature he was at the time in his thirties, to say, listen, I I I don't think I what did you say exactly? I don't it was something along the lines of I don't think I can give you what you need. I can't
2: believe I did something. Because such a I thing. was
1: already a-, a mom, you know, so I was looking for something a little more stable and serious. And he was still running around, you know. Carousing.
2: Yeah. As it
4: were.
1: So, uh, half of our relationship was like that. Him running around, you know. Wait,
4: but running around, you, you said, I don't think mm-hmm. I can give you what you need. Meaning, maybe he felt deficient. Yeah, because he couldn't be faithful. Or so. maybe he was unfaithful because he felt deficient.
0: I don't know. Do, I think he was unfaithful because do, he was do, in his
3: 30s and, what it is? and I owned him.
1: I think he's unfaithful. I'm v- oh, sorry. I'm Look, sorry. I think well, it's a very selfish thing that men do when I think they it is when selfish, they can have. But when people yeah. feel
4: like deficient, lacking, mm-hmm. they try to compensate. Oh,
1: okay, I never thought of it. One that theory.
0: Way. Look, he was in. he I, was he was he was. I
1: don't think that was it. But
0: go ahead. David. The reason he couldn't be faithful is because he was uh, a well-to-do thirty-something that owned a music club. That's right. Playing on stage. He's a musician. And, and uh, I mean, that's a. You know, meaning uh, meaning it's hard to be faithful given that situation. Because well, it's hard to want to be faithful
4: because you're because the
0: options are drinking fairly and
4: drugging and. Well, I don't think
0: he was drugging, but drugging he no. was drinking. He he likes a frangelico, <laughs> and an occasional <laughs> occasional joint, but the opportunities were were boundless. You know,
4: opportunities boundless everywhere.
0: Well, I think if you're... No, if,
1: I think... I, I think, no, this I
0: think less together. so of, uh, than if you own a music club and, and you're on the stage at that music club.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. What were you doing And women stage? are throwing them. at you. I play guitar.
3: Got it.
2: So look, it, is, it, it, it was what it was. There, there, was, there is one story um, where we did go to couples therapy. Yeah. And the therapy session ended with the... You want to tell everyone? The,
1: with the therapist giving him a foot massage. And I swear, I start what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I start hysterically crying. <laughs> she and says you're I very. Th-
2: she says you must be very stressed. First, she said she says something else to me. She goes, she says, you must have been treated with a lot of compassion in your life. I said, she said you're you're very kind. And then she said, uh, you must have a lot of. St- I think you have a lot of stress. I've been studying reflexology, and she began to give me a. She like, massage. "Can I
1: try a little?" And I just start. I just silently start crying. Say <laughs> and I in the middle of that, I go get up. This session is over. I like literally, I'll well,
0: I I okay, be there in a few the, minutes. Right, so this is what we. <laughs> well, I think call... Juanita was correct. To, to,
3: to <laughs> yeah, I was. So what pissed. we call
4: an enactment, where the thing you're complaining about that's happening out there starts happening in the therapy session. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's I never even thought up. of that.
1: Yeah, it's so fucked up. Wow. Yeah.
2: But you really, no you acknowledge it wasn't my fault. I didn't do anything.
1: No, that's no, therapist's no. responsibility is yeah, 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 yeah,
4: not sure. to no. seduce her patient.
1: <laughs> right. But well, um,
2: I, it wasn't sexual. It was it was not sexual. No,
1: I think she was so kooky and yeah. so like it was
2: flaky. It wasn't sexual. It, yeah. Hey, are there, uh, you it know, was I, like peace and love kind of
0: stuff. Is there anything you guys are working on now that you like uh, We work Dr. day. Dr. Goralnik to help you with?
1: That's what mm-hmm. I'm working every day. Him, I don't know.
0: What is, what is not working? This, uh, in the bedroom, everything is uh, every, every, copacetic? Everything's fine in our... Shut up, Dan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, everything's fine. I mean, I, listen, this is, this is one thing I do all the time, and I, I don't know if it's healthy or unhealthy. I know, we know so many other married couples. And when I compare their relationships to ours... Yeah,
1: he does this all the time. It's I
2: annoying. think that I have the healthiest marriage of anybody I know. I don't know any marriages where everybody's like, "Oh my God, we still, you know, like everything's fine." Everybody's had it up to here with their husband and wife. Everybody's sick of the yeah. Leave the, lead the cap off the toothpaste, and take out the garbage. we we, we fight about all stuff, right? Um, you have three kids. The kids play you against each other. You have different visions for how the kids should be raised. She's Puerto Rican. She's used to whacking her kids. I'm I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jewish. I don't I I I, I get I, turned off when she wants to whack the kids. These are real issues. However, when all is said and done. When I compare it to the I, like the other marriages I know, I think I'm very lucky.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's that's right.
1: I guess you are very lucky. Well, I, guess can, I, <laughs> I guess we can talk about
0: climate change. I don't I, I
1: don't ever compare our relationship our relationship to anybody else's relationship, but you do that all the
0: time. I do I do that. I can't help it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: Well, you don't ever compare. Related to what we were saying earlier about like lacking comparison ego. Yeah. yeah. Is it ego? Yeah.
2: No, I I make comparisons. Maybe maybe I don't realize that it's ego, and I'm just uh, rationalizing this. But I feel like when I have a problem in anything in life, not just my marriage, to gain perspective, because it's very easy to lose perspective on mm-hmm. one situation. Because whatever you're thinking about, because it's the most important thing in the world, and you can it, you know, um, um, I say okay, take it, zoom out. What is this like for the other, for 20 other people that I know? I Mm said, Oh, actually, what am I, what am I so upset about? I don't have it, I don't have, this guy's cheating and this guy's, this one's married to an alcoholic and this one's mean and she's, uh, you know, like a million, a million things going on, you know? Yeah. Actually, my wife and I have a good relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we spend time together. We, everything's fine.
0: No, no, I'm afraid to ask this, so I'll ask it on his behalf. (laughs) What, 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 what do you think about, um, Uh, marriages wherein couples are authorized to have uh, extramarital affairs. Uh, (laughs) Thank you, Dan. (laughs) No no one was afraid to ask this. Uh, (laughs) Can this work? Can this work? A more open... Uh, type situation. Polyamory. Yeah, polyamory. Any of any, these
4: any things. Ethical like, non-monogamy. Uh, okay, Ethical if you like. Yeah. Um,
0: okay. Is this a posi- will, feasible strategy?
4: I will answer, but why are you asking? He's joking
0: about me. I'm what? jokingly saying ah. that Noam... It, he, well, look, I mean, I don't know if Noam would turn it down. Anyway... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, well, it is. A, it, I, w- I would not turn down I, ethical, I, I, one-sided, non-monogamy. I, 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 I know a married couple They go to this club uh, where they, you know, they they exchange they swing. Yeah, but not often. But once in a while. But um, do I know them? Uh, I don't believe you do. But okay, we'll talk glad. about it after the show. Um, <laughs> and it seems to work for them. But maybe there's some. Maybe they're sowing the seeds of discord uh, without even knowing it. Or is this, is this potentially a healthy thing if if everybody's on board?
4: There are many people that are engaging in what they call now ENM, right? Ethical non-monogamy. Right. All sorts of variations of it. We have a few people on the show that are in those relationships. We have a um, polycule um, on the show now that we're re- taping that are. I don't. I don't know what that phrase means. Polycule meaning they they have multiple relationships. They're polyamorous. But they're not, they're non hierarchical. There are many ways that they define their relationships. So it's like a, I mean, think of like a, um, a morphing kind of structure. Okay. Um, anyway, but what do I think of it? Um, I have many thoughts about it. It's happening a lot among younger people, a lot. Um, I have all sorts of theories about why it's happening now. Some of them, I, I have like a lot of admiration and respect for like why young people are choosing to go that way, um, which we can talk about. Um, but I also see them coming up against the, the things that more traditional relationships, are bound by, which is like possessiveness, jealousy, needing to feel special, needing to have some kind of boundary around even, you know, finance and bodily boundaries. So I see the struggle. But there are reasons why people are doing it nowadays. They don't trust the old structures anymore. And should they? Are they onto something? They don't trust a lot of things, they don't trust hierarchy anymore in a big way. Everything's going to lead back to climate. So just, so you know, <laughs> um, they don't trust authority anymore. They feel like they the older generations have seriously failed them. They don't trust this whole system of like ownership and capitalism, and they're like, there's got to be some other way to live in this world. They realize that they need different kind of kinship structures. That they need to rely on each other in ways that, you know, these tiny little boxes that we typically live in are not going to work if we're really facing what's coming. We're going to have to find another way to live with each other. We really do depend on each other in ways that we don't like to acknowledge. So they're doing something different. They're really trying something different.
2: Okay, my, my feeling is, and you tell me that you're wrong, and I, I, where I'm wrong.
4: I'll tell you that I'm wrong.
2: That I'm wrong. Or or he might so, not be wrong. So, in in a in a broad topic um i'm interested to know how you parse what is biological and what is uh trainable in terms of these things these i know these things
4: meaning monogamy
2: monogamy jealousy you know uh-huh. uh, and 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 how that bears on what innate differences there are or are not between men and women um and i Jealousy and atta- you know uh, and uh, jealousy of for affection and things like this. You see this in your children. This is very mm-hmm. and, and at very young age. Yeah, so yeah. so the the notion to me that you can uh, really actually have people not feel jealous when they're attached to someone, not feel jealous of them having sex with another person. I find this very hard to believe. I they can they can put on their game face for a while, but I think for most people. Most healthy people, it, it shouldn't last very long. I think that the people who are okay with this, in my uh, in my small mind, I'm like, there's something wrong with them because you're not supposed to just be able to not care that the person you love is off having right. sex with other people. Can I? Yeah, can uh, I, I guess uh, was there, uh, but I just and just add to that, just to bring it back in, and I, and I feel like in some way this is harder for women than for men and that unfortunately this is my feminist side i've seen this where women will put up with it even though they don't want to to hold on to the man and they'll pretend that they're okay with it but actually inside there it's painful for them yeah so those are all the, you take any of those or all none of it and tell me
4: i can there's so much to you'll have to remind me of like every <laughs> sentence that you said i have a lot, a lot. to, to, to disagree with to, go ahead uh, to complicate <laughs> okay not necessarily disagree with that. Let me just start with like a small point. Um, Any part of it. Yeah. Pet peeve. But if someone is different from you, I mean, I think we're generally inclined to think if someone is different from me, something's wrong with them. I'm not vibing with that. I'm like, if someone's different from you, oh, what's going on there? What, what, how are we different? I don't know if that means that some, something's wrong with someone who's okay with ethical non-monogamy. They might be different from me, yeah. but let's think what's different. And um, I, I know
2: what you're saying, and I, and I purposely put it in a provocative way.
4: Yeah, I was provoked. Okay. But, but
2: um, and, I, and I know, especially from, from your professional point of view, yeah. these kind of things matter. Yeah. But uh, I just, so, so instead of saying unhealthy, say uh, uh, at a tail end of some sort of spectrum, which is Outside the norm, you know. the
4: norms are changing. I mean, I, I'm assuming we're kind of a similar generation. The norms are changing. Where this is a the, the, a lot of this ethical non monogamy is coming from people younger.
2: Well, so for instance, just tell me wrong. A, a sociopath, in a, a male sociopath, um, who doesn't have a conscience or whatever it is. Who, who, I'm not saying he's not normal, but it, it they, these people exist in that some is way that's
4: not normal actually sociopathy is not normal
2: but it exists it exists it definitely now. exists yeah. and and somebody like that could be very manipulative in a relationship right and allows and 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 put up with certain things cuz he cuz he has inability to attach
4: right but this is not so, what we're talking about well
2: that's that's what i was thinking like somebody who somebody like a man who is really comfortable with uh with things which would make me very jealous and upset and hurtful in some way in my mind like, well it's because they have difficulty attaching. That's why they're able to put up with it. That's why I said not normal, not healthy. right, not healthy. I yeah.
4: get it. Yeah. Well, that that's. I, I think that's. I mean, unless we're talking. I mean, I'm distinguishing here between people who, let's say, serially cheat, lie, um, can't actually attach to one person, like uh, are looking for some kind of. What I would think of as compensation for something else that's bothering them. I'm not talking about that. I'm I'm specifically talking about ethical non-monogamy, mm-hmm. which I find really interesting. It's it's different from my generation. A, a lot of my younger patients are coming in with that, and I'm watching it closely and finding it really interesting. And um, these are people that are devoting like an enormous amount of like emotional and intellectual resources to thinking about other people. They're deeply involved in relating. Like, way more than I'm relating, and I'm like an analyst. But they're caring and relating and thinking about fairness and equality and the goodness of other people is top of mind for them. So, this is very, very far from sociopathy. And they talk very openly about like jealousy, possessiveness. It's not like they're denying those kind of feelings. But the overall message they're bringing into my office is. Okay, we might be we might have to struggle with those kind of feelings, of feelings left feeling left out of certain kind of relationships, possessiveness, but they're gaining a certain kind of both joy, love, more love. The more love, the more love. Because, gaining because fun. More
2: love because more people Because there are
4: more people to love, more people to have sex with, more people to like learn from. And there's something about this kind of expansive community that is less You know, let's circle the wagons around my little turf and my tiny little family that is the future. I mean, there's there's kind of a real vision about what's coming in the way they're conducting. And it's really not a lot about sex. It's about community, relatedness, different kinship structures. And it's even about, like, different economic structures. They struggle with what's mine, what's ours, like how much can we share— it's it's kind of an evolved philosophy. I
2: wanna give it a try, sweetheart. No. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> it's
1: not That's of our very generation. Scary it's, me. It's, it's it's I wonder think we, sometime- we have young children and I'm like, oh my god, what is it gonna be like for them when they're getting into it? we have a twenty nine year old also, yeah, who tells me about his relationships and he was recently last year involved with someone who was married, had four kids, and wanted to be with him and I was like, What is going on here? You know, it's scary to me. It's not I don't want to say abnormal. It's not abnormal. Yeah. It's scary. It's scary. Yeah. yeah. Because. Yeah, I, I understand. Do you, do you want to say what scares yeah, you? Because be, because of what Noam was saying earlier. you know, There are emotions that go on. People get jealous. People kill one one another over these kind of love type of triangles. And I'm like, I don't know. It's. Right, but people, you
4: know, in certain parts of the world, people kill. I mean, a, a, a brother can kill his sister because she was raped. Right. It's it's right. partially culturally that. determined. Yeah. It's not from within. It's it's what kind of, what is the kinship structure? What is the ideology around your relationship that you're living accordingly? I mean, this is
1: they're not alone. they they're they're building communities. I agree, but you know, there's something. There's a lot of reality shows about this now. Yeah. That, that are coming out and I, I do watch a few of them and it within that um, group of people there is all of those things that Noam was saying there's jealousy that one doesn't want her to be with the other person and there's always one person that's in control of that group so mm-hmm. to me it's kind of cult-like also because there's always one person who is in control of who's going to be where and do what to me that's not something that's like shared and we're all agreeing yeah. and that's not communal Yeah, that's cultish. Interesting. Yeah,
4: I don't know any of
1: these shows, but that that is interesting. That would worry me. Well, all of those poly shows too. It's the male that's married to all these women. You don't, you know. There's a new show now where there's a woman who's with two men and bringing on a third into her home. You know, into a relationship.
4: So you're saying some of these arrangements are around like one kind of cultish
1: personality. Yeah, one person who's in control of everything that's going on.
0: I think or, Orne is saying that that
1: doesn't have to doesn't
0: have to be the case.
1: But they that's can, interesting.
2: It, well, what she's seeing is what what's interesting for a television producer to. I see. Show, yeah. yeah. No, but, but I,
1: I've yeah. seen that. Look, we I, we know people who are swingers. We know. I know. I know people who have tried polyamory
2: and and. Without exception, they've. It's been a phase, and it, they yeah. they couldn't actually pull it. Yeah. but that doesn't right. mean that nobody can pull it.
4: Right, right. and right. so I know plenty of people that go through that as a phase of their relationship, and then they're like, "Ugh, oh, it's too much, yeah. too much right. to deal with. It's too much responsibility, too much pain, too much to think about." And then they're like, "Forget it." I, well,
2: I, let's. This would be interesting to me. Can I but, just go back yeah, course, also go to ahead.
4: one more thing about yeah. like biology, yeah, um, and and gender differences, and and and
2: what and where human nature is, you know. Yeah. What's your what is your view of so, human nature?
4: First of all, just in terms of like studies like about sexuality, it's what's funny is that when you do real studies about sexuality, women are the ones that are novelty seeking. So Women get very habituated to sexual and lose interest in sexual partners. Oh, you don't have to tell me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the explanation <laughs> um,
4: way faster than men. So it's not rooted in biology. I really do think it has to do with like masculinity, ego, like, and, and the way women are kind of. Well, socially- is what you
2: just described rooted in biology?
4: What, what I'd are, are,
2: are women losing interest quickly? I don't know. But it's important, know. It's important to know, right? Because how could. I we, don't know. How? I'm just
4: telling you that empirically, yeah. Yeah. like, that's what the studies show. Mm-hmm. That even though women are kind of given the role of, like, being the ones that are, like, relational and kind of pulling the relationship together, and the men supposedly are pulling out, sexually women lose interest faster. So it's. it's so, so, you know, you could think that part of this whole. The way people are socialized that is, that women are actually, you know, their their feet are tied in many ways because of this inclination. So
2: relatedly, I'm sure you know this, when AshleyMadison.com got hacked, which was this website for uh, oh. people to find uh, extramarital affairs. Right.
4: It got hacked? This
2: mm-hmm. is about seven, eight years ago. And, and That's the, funny. The, 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 what
4: it, happened with the hacking?
2: They found that it was something like 90% men...
3: Mm-hmm.
2: and 10 percent prostitutes that virtually no women were, on were actually site? on that site seeking the novelty actually, that right. that the, the the my presumption was that that women if they wanted to uh have extramarital affairs they didn't want anonymous affairs with so much with somebody uh, on on an app they wanted romance or whatever whatever corny right. thing you want to put to but but this and this is a pattern of course if you look at any Online sex, uh, Craigslist, or whatever it is, they're all ads for um, women tw- geared tw- uh, aimed at men or gay men, tw- mm-hmm. men. You don't see a market for women doing this stuff. So why is that? And what- women are.
4: I mean, first of all, the world is quite dangerous for women, and I, I think it would be pretty risky for women to go out there and like look for sex. I mean, that's like a basic fact horrible fact about the world we live in so I think it's super risky first of all literally risky but also psychologically and sociologically I mean women are not supposed to like and want sex it's not the way women are raised so they're not going to be suddenly jumping out of this whole like social narrative and like going on I don't know what websites and, and looking for sex it's just like Rob, right, I'm asking why. Why I'm I, saying it's. I, like I, I don't
2: it's think dangerous. It's the, well, but what about what about the, I don't think it's the same. What what about it's, 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 to some extent there might be a safety issue, but I don't think it, the, the drastic difference. Well, what
0: about the argument? Because so, uh,
2: you, could, you could. I'm sorry. Let you, yeah, because no. you could create if that if you if there was a market for it, you could create a a safe way with, you know, I mean you could create there a brothel no a bro- safe you could, way. You could create a safe brothel for women if. <laughs> women wanted <laughs> a brothel. You could do that. Right. S- some smart Israeli would figure out how to invest in that. In, uh... or or a strip <laughs> a, a strip club that's well monitored.
0: Yeah, that's you right. know that's a strip club another right. Yeah. There
1: are strip clubs for women. yeah, but not, you know you know women getting hand thing. jobs women in the VIP want, room as strip exactly. clubs. Exactly. Women are not like, like men. As, as I say, well, that's
3: saying, what
0: I'm getting at, but that's what I'm trying. The, the argument often made is that uh, evolutionarily, men can have uh, can can you know they they they're, they don't get pregnant so they're not that uh, they don't have to be quite as cautious uh having sex because they're not going to get pregnant so they can just have. No, and, the, and 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 well the argument
2: goes further that they want to spread their seed as much as they can because cool men e- evolution teaches that the person who oh lord that who who reproduces the most wins so men if the more they have sex the more likely they are to pass on their DNA there's women no man can only running w-
1: around they're s- running around saying that norm
2: of course there's whole books written about this and but and women <laughs> can only have one child at a time so evolution- they better make sure that it's the right one evolutionary psych- psychologists we've had them on the show from Harvard believe that this manifests itself in, in behavior patterns i'm not
0: for guess well, women, women have to be I, cautious the, the, the few children that they can have relatively speaking they got to choose wisely
4: I think generally we oh turn to these kind of <laughs> biological explanations when we kind of don't know what to do with, like, the information that's in front of us. I, I, I don't believe that biology explains these things.
2: Well, we see biology explaining behavior patterns in other animals.
4: Okay. I, no? think, I think humans are, like, incredibly complex change over time a lot. And the way we behave around sexuality and what we regulate and what we don't regulate changes across cultures, changes across time. I really don't think biology is our is our place to go for. I think you guys are going to have to agree
0: to disagree. On yeah, this,
2: th- this one. is a disconnect f- that I've had my whole life with um, psychoanalysts, and some of them are very f- good friends of mine. And actually, my uncle who died was it was uh, Mel Brooks's uh, uh, psychoanalyst. Are you, are you supposed for a while. to be? Are you
0: supposed to be? Uh, huh divulging that is
2: 50 years ago or that's yeah. great um <laughs> that I, i'm not able to think that way my 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 thought process is is that humans are animals like every other animal and, i believe
4: we are we and, are
2: right and to and to think that a a something that controls every other animal doesn't control humans isn't imp- without without somebody proving that to me or showing me data that can demonstrate that I'm like well no the presumption is obviously to me that men and women are different in humans in humans just like they are in every single other species on planet earth why would we be different we we share 99% of our DNA
4: I think we are different and mostly the same as you're saying and in some ways different but the ways in which we like to imagine that difference is very much um influenced by other concerns Mm -hmm. because if you think for example about sexual behavior, it really changes so dramatically between cultures and across time that you can't, go, you can't boil it down to DNA.
2: How did, that's interesting, how does it change between cultures?
4: Just think about like, I don't know, go to Scandinavia and then go to Saudi Arabia where it's not the same species sexually.
2: Well it's because men control
4: the women in Saudi Arabia. Just what people do with their bodies is there's just is there, the, it's not the same species the way they think about sex what they do with each other it's it's and it's, all it's cultural, not like it's right? like is, is there
0: a culture cultural. either today or in the past where women behave as 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 we uh, uh, stereotypically uh see men behaving that is to say that they have sex with uh, with 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 without emotional attachment
3: uh, with I, I multiple by the partners. way
4: most men that I work with. Have sexual behaviors with very powerful sexual attachments. And actually, one of the things that I see over my lifetime working with couples is that in marriages, often men are the emotional rudder of the marriage, meaning they're way more loyal and they, they, they kind of keep the marriage together way better than women. So that's interesting. Yeah. I would have thought they're, it. Would have they're been like the they're like they're like shepherd dogs that circle around the marriage. Really,
3: For real? I'm serious.
4: Go ahead, go ahead. I'm serious. Wow. They 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 ultimately they provide, they take care, they 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 circle around the marriage and they keep it together. And in certain ways, they're more reliable emotionally than women in mm-hmm. in that respect. Wow. So wow. Yeah.
2: You just dropped the truth bomb. Wow. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, would I you? Do you think you think that's true in our marriage? Yes,
2: you How, think that I, I hold it together. Yeah. How so?
1: He doesn't. He, first of all, Norm's more emotional than I am. He he more well, what? Emotional than I am. You've always been.
2: What do you mean more emotional? Like
1: you're like when you're with the kids, you you. You're oh, more I'm like, caring, like more affectionate with the kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah, She doesn't mean so, she
2: doesn't mean like high-strung. She means like yeah. yeah, yeah, in
1: in that kind of way. I'm the one that's emotionally immature. I'm the one that's having the outbursts, and I'm yeah, done with women. This and that women kind of. are yeah. there's a lot more, but um, yeah. And he's the one that's always keeping it together. Where mm-hmm. I'm always like, what the hell? What am I doing here? Like this is crazy. Yeah. So it's kind of like, but not that I want to leave or anything. It's just always I think that. Look. Also, a lot of what you're saying is culture, and a lot of it is our backgrounds. We both yeah. come from homes where our parents are divorced. Mm-hmm. So I think for us, marriage really means something different than someone else going into a, man- a marriage. We went into this thinking we're never leaving each other. Yeah. You know, that's th- that's our mindset.
3: Yeah, but, but we
2: we we both came from divorced families, and you can tell me if you don't want me to talk about this. But uh-huh. we came from very different backgrounds. I came from a very that, yeah. very uh, stable. In a certain way, even though, know, uh, and, and very loving, my stay, my, my father raised me, but yeah, and I had a stepmother, yeah, became, but yeah. I, but I, I had a very, very stable, loving home. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and she I had, did not. And she had a lot of trauma, a lot yeah. of trauma. Yeah. Uh, it, a lot
1: of abuse with my, parent. my, yeah, she, my she, parents, my parents to each other. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So. Divorced though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So still
4: abuse before they divorced or after?
1: Oh, before. Before. Yeah. Yeah. During their marriage, yeah, yeah. So, but that stays with you forever. But it's with, all traumatizing, Craziness yeah. with
2: her family and yeah. and uh, I mean a
1: lot I, I, of abuse in my family for sure.
2: Yeah, right. I mean, it's, it, it, night and day.
1: And you right. said you're Puerto Rican, mm-hmm. half Puerto Rican, half Puerto Rican, and, and half Indian, and half Indian. Yeah. So where like you know I grew up Wait, where so all of the who women, is what? my mother's Puerto Rican and my father's Indian, but all of the women, um, the majority of women in my family are divorced. You know, they don't stay in relationships. We don't hang around for that kind of bullshit. Mm-hmm. We're out, you know. Th- that was th- what it was like in our relationship before we got married. The minute that he said whatever, I was like, okay. And he had said, oh, my God, you're not going to ask any questions. Do you remember that? You were like, any time that he was like, I want out, I was like, see ya. <laughs> you know? so and well, that's, again. <laughs> that's,
3: that's really
1: what, because that's how I was raised. That's yeah. what I saw the women do in my family, you know. And that's how we're built, you know, kind of different. He's always like coming back and keeping it together.
0: <laughs> I'm, hold, I, I hold the film together. <laughs> he yeah. does. Yeah.
1: That,
3: but, that
0: but is... that, but they're still very different sexually, insofar as Noam, uh, you know, has uh, you, you would would. Uh, perhaps my wife op- got around too open to uh open <laughs> to up. uh you know uh, ethical non-monogamy and and, and, and and juanita is I'm uh, open to
3: non-ethical non monogamy <laughs> first of all he is not
1: open to any of that he's the most jealous person I've gone through hell with this man but if he ever found out that I cheated on him we wouldn't be together today that's the difference between, between the two of us you know if
2: I cheated we would be together yeah
1: we are together. You did no, cheat, I'm, right? I'm, before I'm, we since, got married. Since we're
2: married, I'm talking about. No, no,
1: no uh, we would we, not be would together. Not be, okay, you know that. Okay,
0: <laughs> even for the even for the children. Even for the children,
1: it's But a maybe she, you know, it
0: may be the opposite. Because the truth is, if she cheated,
2: uh, depending on the entirety of the circumstances, I might stay together for the children. I might say we have we have to try to work. Yeah, but
1: you them. wouldn't if, love if I, me the same. Why I, would you want to be with me?
2: I, I I don't I don't know if, if I'd love you the same. I might. You
1: wouldn't love me the same. There would always be that resentment that I went out and cheated on him.
2: You know, you can. I could resent a lot of things, it just had us a list, but but I don't don't know.
1: No, I know you,
2: yeah. It would no, she's right that it would eat me up inside.
1: He would not, yeah. yeah.
2: However, that's on one side of the ledger of my life, right? That on the other hand, the idea of my own loss in not being with the the kids and 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 what it would do to the children.
1: Right, just tremendous. So you me. would just stay married to me? Would you? Would you want to sleep with me after I cheated on you?
2: I, I don't know what I would. I, I don't know what was. Po- I don't know what's possible for me. <laughs> no, this. I'm being serious. I don't know what would be possible for me emotionally to overcome. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't say that. And and what. Mm-hmm. Amount of time well, it would take to, to get know, there.
4: You'd, you'd need to know why, what happened, well, and, and right. As what, I said, the entirety was, of the circumstance. Yeah, what was going on in between the two of you that led right. to that? Yeah, I mean, if you, it you, if was a period bar- bar-
0: bar- of your marriage where you, you know, you were drifting apart, yeah. and I mean, if it was, if it was, if it was, if it was Jason Momoa, yeah. and you had a few <laughs> drinks, but
2: but I'm just, I'm just the only point is saying that I I would I would very much try to keep my head about me and say, well, I mean, you know, yeah, sounds great. Fuck this bitch. I'm out of here. But you know, there's there's three other. Lives, yeah, but profoundly affected by this. I think if I hated if we hated each other, that would be bad for the kids too. So, there's, there's no easy solution. We hate
1: each other sometimes, we love each other. There are days where we hate each other. I'm
2: just saying, for the kids to grow up, I don't want the kids to grow up at some point. You would know better than I do, but I'm at some point the balance tips where the unhappiness of the home right. is worse than the breakup of the home,
1: right? right. right. That's
2: that's a difficult thing right. to call.
1: I think what I,
2: I would try to figure that
1: out well well, this is why i think about us works and why gnome is so lucky right because you're both lucky yeah we are but um i don't i don't ever hold anything back i don't hide
2: oh i'm so lucky yeah
1: you're so lucky because it's not like i walk around every day like oh my god like if, if i feel something i say it it just comes out i can't hold anything in so he knows if there's a day where I'm upset that he didn't take out the trash or pick up his clothes or whatever it is. I don't ever hold it back. I'm not like holding on to it for days. I let it out and then it's gone. Yeah, but you, you know? know, now that
2: you're getting closer to menopause, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to mm-hmm. make the same excuses for you that I've been making all this. Time.
1: <laughs> but I've always been that Mina, way. she's on PMS or has her period. Or yeah.
2: It makes right. me feel better. That's the other period.
1: <laughs>
4: but, but I've menopause always lasts a very long time.
1: Right. Yeah. So but that's just how I've always been in our relationship from the get you know so for him he he always knows where he stands it's not like oh I don't, i'm not sure yeah you know, that kind of thing uh, so so wait so you're saying that's why it works i think that's why it works for him you know there's no <laughs> meaning he doesn't have to imagine yeah. all sorts of scenarios that's right he knows if i'm not happy and i tell him i'm out i'm out you know it's not like and why does it work for you <sighs> because i know him too i know that he loves me and I know that he's, you know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> After 25, you know, filler, filler on the roof? Yeah. Do yeah. you love yeah. me? Do yeah. I
1: what? Listen, there's so many <laughs> times that he's left I and ran you. back to me. It's like, where are you going now? It's like, you know. Anyway. We're not playing that game anymore.
2: We're almost out of time. So you've written a lot about um, the vicissitudes of attachment and trauma and how they um, how they shape people's lives. So I, I'll tell a, a quick story. I told a story once before. Now, I... I am. I am going to acknowledge that there are things going on in our brains all the time that we are not privy to, and and we don't realize them. And the the story. Um, I don't know if you know this story. When I was with, uh, I think it was with Ava and I and I licorice. Remember the cat licorice?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Licorice was never an affectionate cat. It was always running away. Like basically always.
1: These these are affectionate these are to pets. me.
2: To you, but not to me. What?
1: These are pets. Yeah, decoration.
2: a pet, Of no, course. Anyway, to, to, to try to condense it, a cat which I had never been very attached to, never. I took at the end of its life, I had to take it to the vet to be uh, put to sleep.
3: Mm.
2: And I put it to sleep, and, and I said, "Do you want to? Do you want to stay with?" It? I stayed with the cat, and then I came out, and obviously, and, and, um, well, how was it? And I didn't wasn't feeling anything particular. I said. It was okay. They, they put it, and all of a sudden, I burst out crying, just burst out crying out of nowhere. Wow. wow. Some, and I didn't see it coming. I did not realize that this was going on somewhere, in, and, and it just erupted. That's the word. It just erupted in me. So that was – not that I didn't believe it at the time, but it, but it was a clear, it was a clear proof positive to me that there was some other you think about a computer when you control alt delete and you see all the processes there was there's a process going on there or a number right. of processes going on there all the time yeah which you're not aware of they're taking your bandwidth and um and they affect you yeah and i believe from from the the reading i've done of of what you've written that you believe a lot of these processes are instantiated early in life yeah and they remain there forever yeah. unless somehow you can it's your job i guess to get it. Well, that's somehow one way
4: i mean and there are many ways yeah there are many ways so that people that. kind of reach and i mean what you're talking about is the unconscious right mm-hmm. and there are many ways that people can try to make contact with the unconscious not only through psychoanalysis i mean people do it through art people actually actually do it a lot through comedy right like jokes and humor is a way to kind of yeah um um kind of loosen the boundary between the conscious and unconscious mind and, 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 and get in touch with things. Dreaming is huge, um, meditation, I mean now psychedelics, I mean there are all sorts of ways that people want to get in touch with their unconscious and all throughout the centuries they have. I mean Joseph in the, in the Bible, I mean they're, they're a dream interpreter. People want contact with all this stuff that's going on in the back of their mind. And, and
2: what kind of what kind of success maybe you can tell us your best success stories? What kind of success can a, a, a psychoanalyst have in actually relieving somebody of some sort of trauma, whatever it is, in such a way that actually changes their life like ch- yeah, they, they stop they, they end a pattern of behavior which is damaging to them and has been for many years.
4: Lots and lots and lots. I mean, that's the work. I mean, in, we have ongoing I don't know, success. That That's the purpose of the work. Um, but how does it
2: work? Does it come from just how does acknowledging it, it? Does it?
4: No, it doesn't come from... I mean, analysis takes a long time, and the reason it takes a long time is, first of all, it takes a long time to build a relationship, first of all, that engenders trust, that people can like relax enough and... and relax their defenses against knowing enough that they would like allow certain things to come into the fore, to come into the material, and then they have to have an experience with the analyst that to some degree will correct whatever happened. So if someone, let's say, grew up in like a super abusive environment mm-hmm. and their, their whole system is geared towards self-protection and being paranoid and assuming that... Everyone out there is out there to hurt me, and that's how they're geared towards their relationships. I mean, so, but
2: this, you actually hit on something because we have this all the time, where I'm much less, I'm much more encouraging of my daughter. Walk to the store, whatever it is. We live in a very safe town, yeah. And she carries all this baggage
3: mm-hmm. of
2: the danger of the world, right? Which is not rational, actually, mm-hmm. based on. Statistics and you know where we live and whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she knows in some ways it's not rational. Yeah. But she can't get past it. Right. She's not happy unless.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm like, so Mila, I, yeah, I don't like the kids to go anywhere by themselves. Like you have this like orientation yeah. towards the world
4: that bad things can happen. Yeah. I grew up in, in a really are... bad neighborhood. Bad yeah. things do happen. <laughs> yeah. So let's say you yeah. carry that in your way right. of being in the world, and and in analysis, let's say you're in a safe enough environment that you can allow your mind to start remembering those things kind of understanding how they shaped you mm-hmm. and then be vulnerable enough with your analyst that you're going to allow maybe some new kind of experiences to register and they're going to be intense enough because you're really attached to your analyst so it's going to
1: be intense I mean I intense. think I've had new new experiences right that are not abusive or whatever but you you just don't let go of the old but in analysis, you, you do. do.
4: That's what the, mm-hmm. the idea: is that first yeah. of all, the experience in analysis is intense, and that you connect like words and thought and narrative to those feelings, and you start really morphing. It's like you're going into that like program, and you're changing the code. Right. But it's a lot of work and a lot of trust, and a repeat. You have to do it. It's and, like- and, and it's so deep
2: because it's not just isolated to that one issue. That issue becomes an issue between me and you. This causes a fight. That mm-hmm. erupts and then yeah. it brings on a whole nother issue. It cascades. Right. It, it. 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 You know. So. But you have your work cut out for you in your profession. Yeah. <laughs> now <it's>
1: just- yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, you have-
2: wanted to ask about a- adoption before we go.
1: Wait, wait, no. Oh, I have a yeah. question, too. So you- have you ever had a couple that you just saw and you were like, listen, this is just not going to work out for you guys. You Probably guys should old. not be uh, together. Do you, you ever have that? No, I don't, them? See like that, don't
4: see it like but that. But I've had, I mean, it's rare. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of a, an optimist and a romantic and I, I kind of hope the best for people, but I've spent time with couples where I felt like they're too, in a way, addicted to the fight. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really, they couldn't really let go of it. And whatever I was doing was just not working. Right. Uh, And then I say, if you're hurting each other so much, maybe you should think of another way to live. Right. Why cause so much pain, Mm -hmm. like mutual pain? Yeah. Yeah. But it's rare. Do you see that? Most people don't want to fight. Right. Right
1: but I like, I like, there is a thing about being addicted to the fight. Yeah. Yeah.
4: It's quick discharge.
0: Well, no, I, I as far as the adoption, I just figured if we couldn't cover the time, no, we don't talk ahead, about adoption. It's a question. But it's really not. Adoption. I mean, unless you'd rather talk, about climate, well, uh, well, talk about
4: climate change.
0: I don't want to talk about
1: climate
0: change. Dan, Dan she has an obsession change. with, I don't have an obsession. And we, and I
1: adopt? don't Trans
0: adoption? I, I, not I don't have an obsession with it. I just, I wonder about the wisdom, uh, <laughs> of, of, of cross-racial adoption, uh, I, uh, well, I say about you sound the like Archie Bunker. <laughs> I, I wonder if it's if if it's the optimal in other words, you're you have two couples that want to adopt a black child. You have a black couple and a white couple. Should consideration be given in your estimation, and I don't know if this is necessarily your field of expertise, but should consideration be given to the ethnic background of the parents when deciding which couple to give this child to? That's that's an intense question.
4: I mean, the wisdom nowadays in the adoption world and it changes. Is that you should get, if it's a black kid, they should go, if, if there's a choice, they should go to a black, black parents to prevent, you know, whatever you want to call it, colonization or. Oh, that's terrible.
1: Oh, well, cultru- culturally, culturally, they're, they're more suitable to, to a black family.
4: Know. I yeah. don't know what that means. Like hair and things like that. Meaning they can, will yeah. look more like yeah. their parents. I don't right. know that's what you mean. And yeah. they, will, they might have less um, questions about identity. Right. But that's just one way to think about things. Because, you know, if the parents are going to be loving, they can help the kid through whatever shit they got to go to. I that's, mean, everyone goes right. through shit. That's right. But the the wisdom nowadays is try to match people to their cultural background well I mean, with
0: regard to the colonization question i mean don't you think that perhaps you know this notion the white savior has to step in and save the black child
4: yeah that is uh, not a good optic
0: you know um w- would that affect the child's self-esteem knowing well you know i it had to be white people to come in Look, and this, save this this, right. this 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 is my layman
2: view on it um it bothers me very much that people overlay the political uh, trendy, you know, the, the, the political uh, zeitgeist of the day, because these things change every 20 years, you mm-hmm. know, onto these kids. Yes, of course, um, I, we have to be uh, uh, honest that if two, if a black family adopts a black child, there's fewer awkward moments where someone assumes it's the nanny or with these kind of things. You know, these these things are real. Fair. On the other hand, what does all that matter? If, if you have a, a loving f- home mm-hmm. with responsible, loving parents, these things are not going to upend the mental health, in my opinion of a child. Some kids are overweight, some kids are ugly, some kids, are, everybody has something, by, by that logic, we should never bring a fat kid into the world because think of what, think of, I mean, that's nothing compared to what a fat kid has to go through. Right. But you know, fat kids lead happy lives mm-hmm. too. Yes, right. of course they have, the fatness issue, you know, they and, and people have worse things in this. Um,
4: but it, in but, this in this particular moment in culture, it's it's a very complicated issue. Yeah, but and but hopefully in 20 years that's not going it, to be.
2: It's complicated, but in some way, it's um, I, I've, I'm actually a, a offended by it because this whole notion of colonization, this is your own hangup that you're that you're overlaying on this family. Like they don't know about colonization. I'll tell you one other story, but is it it might be the way to end or not, but. When I was in summer camp, this always stayed with me. I don't know if I ever told you a story either. I was like uh, the molestation thing. No, not. not. <laughs> I was like a rabbi did try to molest me. Uh, that's a true story. But he didn't. He, I, I can tell that story too if you want. Um, when I was like, I guess I had to be fourteen years old, and it was, it was like rest hour in the bunk, and you're supposed to be quiet. And some kid had drawn a, a swastika over the bed, and I was using that as an excuse to. Misbehave
1: over your bed?
2: Yeah. What? I, 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 but not. I don't even know if it was there before. I don't. I not remember all the details. But I was using an excuse to misbehave, and the head counselor, his name was Carl Lover, and this, I don't know if anybody out there is New England misbehave? Music Camp. he was the head counselor, huh?
4: What do you mean misbehave?
2: I wasn't being quiet. I was acting out. I don't. I just. I got in trouble. You know? This was Music Camp, you said. In Music Camp, Carl Lover was the head counselor. He was a great man. This was a. a, a he's dead now. He's a, This was a great man, and um, he. I got in trouble with him. And I said, yeah, but he, there's a swastika under there and you don't know as a Jew, what is, I'm a Jewish what he was, what what is like? And he said, well, you just cut that out. You got to behave. This is a, this is a, you know, just shut. Like basically, I don't remember his exact words. Like, 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 who are you trying to kid here?
3: Right.
2: And, you know, and he read, he saw right through me and he was right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and he didn't, he didn't allow me to work myself into a lather, convince myself nothing. He's like, just stop, you know? Yeah. And today... No head counselor in his position would have dared, no. would have dared to say... Cody.
4: Canceled up yeah. the river. They would, yeah. they
2: would, have, they would have enabled yeah. and, 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 and actually allowed this child to develop and, and to somewhere... We had to talk about Bruce Springsteen, too, feeling sorry for those. And somewhere there's a healthy... It's mentally healthy for someone you respect to say, you know what? Just stop feeling sorry. Shut up with this. Yeah. You know, I don't know. As a professional, you have to be careful when you do that. But I'm, that is healthy.
4: To me it goes back to, to where we started with these two different mindsets. Like there mm-hmm. there's a mindset in which you can like if you're other than me, deplorable. Yeah. And identity politics is all around that, or there's a mindset of like, let me try to understand what's going on over there. Wait, why did you put a swastika? Like, Because kids do stupid yeah, things. There was no Right. there was, right, no, right, uh, right.
2: There was no deep anti yeah. Semitic reason to yeah. it.
4: Or maybe there was, but it, I don't know. But who knows? Plus, it
2: it really didn't bother me that
0: yeah. much. Right.
2: I, I was really just looking for an excuse to get out of right. the, the, But you can't ever look through what everybody knows. Solve is like, come on, you you know, you, it, and and it's intoxicating. To but do you know, know who they kid? You can do that, and yeah. and and I didn't even really know it in those days, but now kids know it that you say this say that, the world stops oh yes you know that twilight zone with bill mummy it's good that you did that with that kid who could erase everybody Mm -hmm. like everybody's solicitous to anybody who says a certain says anything
0: about their lived experience yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but but did you know who the kid was that did it by the way i mean
2: all all i remember from the incident and i was and i was always very um emotionally aware Tell you another story, but uh, was that he saw right through me, and it was it was profoundly uh, shaping incident for me. I always remembered it, and I it always stayed with me as as kind of like you know don't do that, you know don't don't bullshit like. So when I was young, when my my parents divorced, I guess I they they must I must have been behaving in some way, or maybe they were worried. They took me to a therapist, and the therapist. The first day, he says, "Well, draw a picture." I was, I was five. She says, "Draw a picture." And at five years old, and I, this time I remember, I was like, "I'm not drawing a picture. I know what you make. I know whatever I do. It doesn't matter. What, just draw whatever you want." And they, they're so stupid. At least they were in those days. They thought I didn't know at five years old that, of course, whatever I was going to draw, they were going to use to. And I went like four times. I would, I just never drew a picture. A cr- and finally, my father, who was very anti therapist, ah, enough of this. You know, <laughs> I, of I do
0: think most children probably wouldn't know. I mean, it sounds to me. You I are, don't, I think a lot of kids. My I mean, kids I don't, re- I can't re- think back <laughs> to what, would I, you know, my, me as a five year old, but it does sound, I think a lot of kids wouldn't. My son real. Manny
2: would have known in a heartbeat.
4: But no, actually, know what? You know it that your therapist n- wants to know, get that, to that, know
2: that, what's that, on that, your that, mind. No, that would be okay. Yeah. It, he, I, they, they would know that the therapist was lying to me by presenting it as an innocuous, just draw a picture, have some fun.
4: Oh, yeah. I see. Not you know, saying, I, I want to know what's on your mind. Yes, yes. I, I,
2: I knew that they were going to judge me, but I didn't know what was what judgment could come from any particular yeah. picture. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Just drawing a picture of, you know... Mommy stabbing daddy. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna delete, you're gonna jump to conclusions. Right. Right, right. But I just kind of like those. Things.
0: <laughs> I was a macabre kid. <laughs> no, I'm kidding.
1: At no, I, five. I, how do you know that though? That's so weird.
0: It does sound like something that would be beyond the grasp of the average five year old.
1: Yeah, so. maybe. Somebody maybe. told me go
0: draw a picture. Maybe I would think. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that thing seems to be pretty sophisticated for a five year old. I think so too. Uh, maybe but, maybe
4: but, uh, if you're if I'm, I'm just like riffing here, yeah. like. Just because there's a mic. But, yeah, it's okay. But if you're like growing up, if you're at an age like that where there's like um, conflict at home and you're trying to figure out what's going on with your parents, you learn to read cues very fast. Maybe it's not yeah, yeah. it's not regular going on living. Right. It's like oh my god, what is going on? And then you read yeah. the grunt. And, and there
2: was terrible conflict between my father and mother. So terrible you learned
4: fighting. how to read everything. But, but they early. but
3: they had She was it. an
0: Israeli woman much like uh both so Israeli I don't guys. know if this is traumatic for you both to...
4: Israeli? Both Israeli? Yeah. Both Israeli.
0: Yeah, but your mother's more Israeli because she has an accent your father never did. Whatever.
2: They're both no. They're my, just my, as my, except my except my <laughs> my, except my mother hates Israel and my father was uh blood <laughs> blood is blue and white. So, but in, in any case, uh they they there was terrible fighting between them. Terrible screaming. Me- I remember it. But uh I never uh they somehow they Always managed to communicate to me that I was not part of this, that I wasn't responsible for it. I don't feel like I was traumatized by it. I never did feel like I was traumatized by it. Maybe I just don't realize. It. <laughs> it's
0: yeah. not necessarily yeah. traumatic. Yeah. By the way, no, no. I'm just full disclosure. Has expressed some skepticism about uh, psychotherapy in general. Is, is, has, has Dr. Garonic changed your mind at all?
2: Well, no, no. You haven't changed your mind. You've actually, you've actually um, um, <laughs> verified something for me mm-hmm. because. Though you might bristle at this, I my if it, as you recall, my opinion about psychotherapy is always been that an insightful person can be very helpful to people with their problems. My my skepticism is not about the the fact that a, that a, a, an insightful person can be can can be very helpful. My skepticism has been about the science of it all that you could go to that you could somehow put it on a blackboard and blah, blah 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 I feel like probably whatever you have is much more just about your insight and your mm-hmm. and your sensitivity to people than it probably is about what you've learned, learned. at NYU and and that's just been my gut feeling it's about it it's a
4: combination
2: that. a combination but I, I said yeah. probably more because I think a lot of the science about therapy you know, it, it it holds up if the right insightful person is the person doing it. You know,
4: but what what do you even mean by the science? You mean like manualized treatments that like follow a certain kind of trajectory? I mean, that's that's not psychoanalysis.
2: I don't I don't know I don't know enough about it that yeah. I, I I could read up. But I just I just uh, I've had we've had conversations with other therapists, not with you. I, I and you know what I would say so, but hasn't I've not had that feel with you. Or just roll my eyes because they have an answer for everything, and it's always some sort of
4: yeah. But that's not psychoanalytic. Psychoanalysts don't have an answer for anything. They listen, and yeah,
2: but they can they can, they always manage to attribute. It, oh, that's because you're this or that. They always have a they always have a theory for it all. Anyway, but but I I I I think want you to agree. What yeah, comes yeah. Through, What comes through with you is a certain high level of um, understanding of humans thank you and that i, I agree i don't that. know that that can be taught i agree with that i don't know that that can be taught i don't know if you can learn that in school
1: i think we i've been through so many therapists with my son and then with Noam and a bunch of disasters and there's only been two maybe out of the bunch including yourself that i feel like you know well, you, did, you have some kind of connection of understanding what humans
0: well you know. in, in, in in line with what Noam was saying do you think that there're just like there are some people that are talented musicians and some people that are talented Athletes, is there such a thing as a talented therapist? Somebody that was sort of born to do it. That's just uh, that 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 that. Is there an element that can't be taught? As Noam was saying,
4: I you know, think I, so. Th- th- I, I think there are different kinds of therapists that do different things. So I'm I'm for example I'm not good at like helping people with their phobias or with their they have a particular OCD ritual that they want to get rid of, I'm not the right person for them. Because of your training or
0: because of something Both intrinsic of you? I
4: gravitated towards a training that is like, you know, depth psychology. I like mm-hmm. to like sit with people and like, whoa, go deep and like really like hold the world with them. Like that's my orientation. I mean... Talk to me about spiders. I'm like I don't know what
2: to do. Is CBT with that. better for that kind of thing?
3: Though? Yeah, yeah, it is.
4: yeah. And I'm not good with that. That's not what I what I'm interested in. I didn't study it, and I wouldn't be good at it. Right. So, so if there was someone going okay, to so that- see a
1: psychologist for ADHD, what kind of psychologist would they go? They
4: with? should see someone who focuses a lot on cause and effect behaviors. I mean, ultimately, some analytic work could be interesting, too. But ADHD, I mean, there's a lot about, like, cause and response and how to create kind of conditions that help the person, like, get to their best self. Right. It's, it's very behavioral. Yes, right. yes.
2: We we have to wrap it up because you know they have to play this on the radio and everything. <laughs> but if you had a good experience, maybe in the future when there's some issue in the news or something that yeah, there's a...
4: this is I, I, I love this. this is yeah, great. Yeah, I is
1: like this that.
0: dog full grown? Is this like some Ooh. kind of mini husky? What the mini husky, the mini husky okay.
1: yeah. Beautiful dog, right? Yeah. Oh he's a And stranger. I
2: don't know if you like comedy. Yeah, I oh, well, do. You've, you've who's your, your favorite, who's your favorite comic? Besides Dan Adderman. Well, well
4: right now, I'm, uh, there is a favorite comic that I... he's not exactly... I, you'd, I don't know if you'd call him a comic, but I'm interested in his work because of our team. But Gerard Carmichael... Oh, oh okay. sure. Oh, yeah. he's
2: he performed here many times. Yeah, years. I haven't seen him in a while, actually. Yeah, yeah. he was here a few months yeah. ago, but he's, I think he's mostly in LA right now.
4: He's in between, but our, our team re- is, yeah. is following him with a documentary.
2: Oh, a
0: documentary,
4: okay. So I, I just think he's
0: great. He's fantastic. Yeah. What, 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 and he has an interesting story because he came his out as gay. Was right. no. right. he gay or bi that he came out as?
4: He gay. came out as gay. Gay.
3: Okay.
2: Gay. And we know, we, he, he definitely that wasn't known. Oh. At least it wasn't known by me. No, but you're
0: skeptical about bi men? We have to go.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But um, yeah, we'd love to have the future. We'd love to have it at the comedy cellar. Yeah, um, I'd
4: love to. That would be uh, amazing.
2: It's terrific. And uh, maybe you can help my wife with a few things.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Thank you very much, everybody. Good night. Fun conversation.